Hey guys, has this lockdown made you lose track of your fitness goals? Are you starting your resolution for 2021 and you want to lose weight but need some help? Introducing my affordable workout plans for men and women. With packages starting at $5, this offer can't be beat. Go to RadicalLatino.com to find out more. Hey guys, do you have a product you want more eyes on? Advertise with the Radical Latino Show, where over 10K podcast downloads and the number 25 spot on the 55 All Latin Podcast list, you'll want your product heard on everyone's phones and cars. Go to RadicalLatino.com forward slash contacts and start advertising today. Playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's very own. Latino is taking you to another level. I think there's more radical than evil. Radical Latino, you're fucking it. The radical point of views, I think his views are actually more dangerous. Radical, aka number 17 on all Latin podcasts, aka number 24 on all Bronx podcasts and YouTube influencer list. Mr. Unsuable for 60, 65 weeks running, and also the number one person you can't spell radical without adding rad in it. You heard? What up, what up, what up, what's going on, my people? I hope everybody is having a great time. I hope everybody had a great holiday season, holiday time, you know, with Thanksgiving, all that other stuff. I hope everybody actually celebrated and and felt your heart off with joy. You know what I'm saying? I hope everything um, became, you know, is, is better with y'all. You know, I personally don't celebrate Thanksgiving. That's one. Yeah, yeah, I heard the episode. It is what it is. But remember, before we start this whole thing, um, like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube, uh, um, the YouTube channel, and also to the podcast. Subscribe, 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 subscribe. You know, share it to a bunch of people and all that other stuff. This podcast is also available in Spotify, iTunes, Google, iHeart, Stitcher, and everywhere you're. Uh, podcast heart desires and also this episode is sponsored by rad fit pro get your cleopatra get your ogun at radfitpro.com and use promo code radical for 10 percent off rad fit pro is a startup cbd company and their biggest seller right now is cleopatra that was their big that's their biggest seller at the moment the thing is with CBD, you guys have to play around with your dosage. One dosage is going to be good for y'all. Somebody else, maybe two or three, or maybe even half. So you could really, you got to really play around, but definitely go get your CBD today. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they, they reached out ever since I started promoting it. You know, a lot of people been buying it. I guess y'all guys are really into it. So shout out, shout out to y'all. Now, um, other a couple of other uh updates live streams every saturday night as i always do 10 30 10 o'clock 10 30 um guys want to catch me on live 
definitely go check me out on YouTube. I multi-stream, so I'm on YouTube. Um, I'm on Facebook, Twitch. Now I'm going to start doing it on Twitter and also Instagram. So next stream, that's where I'm going to be. I'm going to be literally everywhere. I'm going to be all over the place. I'm going to be on Instagram and all that other stuff. Definitely go, go, go. Um, follow me there and check me out. You know, you know what I'm saying? Also, every time I upload or finish a live stream, gotta wait a couple of hours because that live stream that I just finished is definitely gonna go on the podcast side of things. Um, the reason why you guys gotta wait a couple of hours is because one, I gotta download, you know, usually these podcasts are like, these well live streams are usually two hours long or whatever so it takes a while to download the thing is also i like to edit it so instead of you know i'll make people wait 10 minutes and all that for the po- for the podcast listen nobody wants to hear that so i just cut it off and then have my intro go on so this uh this saturday we spoke about the Ahmad arbery case and i gave my point of views and stuff like that so should we celebrate should we not that was the whole thing on that. So definitely go check it out. Give me your opinion also. So now what we're going to do is read comments on episode 164, which is titled having Spanish blood doesn't make you Spanish. I'm telling y'all so far, this is like, I'm not going to say the most controversial, but it's one of those ones up there. Um, I've gotten so many comments i've gotten so many uh uh dms talking about screw you and a lot of positive ones talking about yeah this is exactly what i've been talking about this is exactly how i've been feeling and all this other stuff blah 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 so yeah definitely go check it out but i'm gonna be reading comments for 164 this is episode 165 so if you guys want your comments read go down below to the comment section and write your comments I will definitely read it for next week. So I'm going to start off with King. King says, having some Spanish ancestry makes you mix with Spanish, not Spaniard. Hence, most knowledgeable people would agree. I have some Spanish ancestry, but that doesn't make me Spaniard. It makes me mix or mestizo. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, the thing is. The reason why I even made this episode is because a lot of brain dead people out there just because they got 77 percent Spaniard blood or whatever the case is or a very low percent, high percent, they I'm predominantly Spanish. No, shut up. You're, you're not. You're not predominantly Spanish. I'm predominantly Spanish. You're not. Stop. You're not predominantly Spanish. Relax. But this is the reason why I uh, made that type of episode um, because just having the blood does it because if we want to really take it there and talk about having Spanish blood makes you Spaniard, that would mean that black Americans who have British blood are not black American. They're Britain. Correct? Because 97% of black Americans are not 100% black. They have white app mixture inside. The lowest percentage is literally like one. No, I think it was 5% the lowest and the highest was like somewhere around 60 something percent. So let's be completely honest. 
if we want to take it there, we can take it there. But there's a reason why I don't identify with the whole mixed label and stuff like that. And also Mestizo, that's not something we should be, uh, you know, uh, agreeing with or whatever the case is. But anyway, um, moving on to it's hotter than fish grease. <laughs> oh, that's it's hotter than fish. Grease. I like that. I like that name. <laughs> that's funny. Um, they say I disagree, bro. Dominican Renaissance is clearly a Spaniard and wouldn't look out of place in Spain. You know what? I 100% agree with you, man. Of course, Dominican Renaissance is Spaniard. He just had the thing is he just had really long, long tan. You know what I mean? It, it, it takes it takes some time for the for the tan to fade away. You know, for some reason he's just been waiting a couple of years for it to fade away. But it is what it is. Um, what was it? Winnedale says, "Rad, you are right that most of the Latinos that do praise the Spanish conquistadors are anti-black." Yeah, one hundred percent. They are racist as hell, and that's just like my black Americans and the under English black honoring and praising the British colonizers. 100%. That doesn't even make sense if they do, you know. But yeah, 100%. And the and the thing I, in the in the most in the the biggest thing that I made in in that episode, the biggest thing that I I pointed to was that it only happens to conquered people. This type of mentality only happens. To conquered people. That's it. This is the type of mentality that only happened. You do not see white folks who conquered us, Spaniards who conquered us, talking about, well, I got a little bit of native. I'm Hispanic. I'm Latino. No, you don't see that. We're the only ones for some reason. It should make you think. You know what I'm saying? It should really make you think. And Jersey Red says, I would say that so-called divestors and black males who think that they're white, Tommy Sotomayor, for example, okay, are part of the alt-right. And I believe she's uh, referring to what, what um, the, the last clip that I played about Steve Bannon on uh, last week's episode. And yeah, I would, I, I would agree. Um, I don't know. I never heard Tommy Sotomayor thinking that he was white. Maybe he does. I don't know. But I, I would agree. Those are the those are the types. Um, I you know those are the types who who say that they're they're outside the black community and all this other BS. Uh, I think those are the types who would be on that type of like yeah, all right type of you know type of thing. Joining those type of uh, organizations like those little buffoon ass organizations. Yeah, I definitely uh, I would definitely agree with you on that. Now. Again, if you guys want your comments read for next week, definitely go down, type at episode 165, and I will definitely read your comment for next week. You know what I'm saying? Now, moving on to our first topic, Malcolm X's daughter found dead in Brooklyn. Oh, Jesus Christ. So I saw this on Twitter, right? And they said that Malcolm X's daughter was found dead. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and the, the title itself, the headline even says NYPD d doesn't suspect nothing suspicious. 
And I'm like, that's kind of odd to say in a headline. Why, why would that be the first thing to say? Again, I'm not trying to put, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to put my Illuminati hat on, you know, I'm not trying to put my tinfoil, uh, I'm not trying to put my tinfoil sombrero on, you know what I mean? But it's just a little weird that, um, why would they have to specify, um, you know, it's not suspicious, you know what I mean? Just a little weird, but okay, let's, let's go with that, right? It's not suspicious, all right? Um, the cause of death, they think, um, they haven't, I haven't gotten the update, but they think that it was food poison. And I said, wait a minute. Oh, I, I, I was like, I, I was like, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that somebody could die from food poisoning? What? I literally read one part of a headline. It's, listen, all the all the things that I'm talking about right now, they're going to be articles linked down below to the website. They literally said that the cause they they believe they haven't confirmed it, but they believe the cause of death was food poisoning. I'm like, in what world is this ever considered food poisoning? in what world i'm so baffled right now how is this considered food poisoning you feel what i'm saying that makes no type of sense somebody died from food poisoning when i i'm i'm like i'm like wait a minute when they when they're talking about food poisoning the first thing i thought of you know what i mean uh-oh something's gonna happen you know what i mean where's iced tea at <laughs> you you know what i'm saying but it's 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 coincidental that the same day that she passed away is the same day that them brothers got a got a got out of jail for wrongful imprisonment for the for the cause of uh, death to Malcolm X, her father. It's kind of it's kind of coincidental. I'm not saying there's something that's adding up. It's just coincidental. The same day that they get released is the same day she passes away. I don't know. I don't know if there's any connection towards it. But the last thing I'm gonna do is believe the NYPD. That's the last thing I'm going to do. The last thing I'm going to do is believe a government official who were instrumental in having Malcolm X get taken out. Who was instrumental in having Malcolm X assassinated to the point where they were even part of Pro. The last thing I'm going to um, believe is NYPD who have histories and histories and histories of corruption. That's the last, they're the last people I'm going to even, I'm even going to, uh, hear. You know what I'm saying? They're the last people. So tell me what you guys think. You know what I'm saying? In the comments down below. Now, moving on to my next topic, father and daughter armed protest duo. Okay. So, um, since the, the wave of Kyle Rittenhouse, that suspected white supremacist, and yes, he is a suspected white supremacist. Let me just go get into this real quick. A lot of people have been coming at me talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. He's not a white supremacist. How is he not a white supremacist? 
by this picture right here. Him throwing up the white supremacist gang symbol. I could care less what y'all say. Oh, that's just the okay. Stop it. All right, stop it. This picture right here proves everything. I'm not gonna let y'all get away with it. This picture proves that he is a suspected white supremacist. That gang symbol right there has been associated and has been proven to be a part of white supremacy. Richard Spencer, part of the alt-right, who is a white supremacist, even admitted to that symbol being part of their white supremacist code. So let's cut the BS. All right, they admitted it, it is what it is. Cut the BS, you know what I'm saying? So yes, because that white supremacist got off, right? And it's been going crazy because the laws, again, another example, that the laws don't match. The laws don't match the type of people who are being incarcerated, you know what I'm saying? The, there's no equal justice treatment under the law when it comes to white and non-white. This has been going on for however long, you know what I'm saying? And the thing is, the thing is that because this has been such a big hot button issue, hot button topic, right? Um, it took it upon some a father and a daughter took it upon themselves to protect the protesters. There's pictures of protesters in Kenosha walking around, and it's a black father and a black um, daughter with AR-15s walking around protecting the protesters, and rightfully so. I'm gonna give them a huge round of applause. You know what I'm saying? Give them a Don DeMarco. You feel me? Because when these little white supremacists come out of nowhere and think it's okay to just start shooting up the place, no. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't really matter what happened. The, case, the, the whole point is that these people went there to protect protesters. Mind you, Kyle Rittenhouse was the only one that shot people. How come his, his buddy didn't do it? How come all the other people didn't do it? You know what I'm saying? Kyle was the only one because he was looking for trouble. That's why he was looking for trouble. That's why he uh, that's why he was the only one that shot. You know what I'm saying? And rightfully so. Now there's going to be people armed. And the 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 good people on the good side that are protesting for injustice, who are protesting for not the loot, not the not people going crazy setting things on fire. That's not who I'm talking. About. I'm talking about the people who are sick and tired of the system of white supremacy. Those are the ones that needs to be pro uh, protected. You know why? Because the Kyle Rittenhouses of the world see us, see the people who are counter-racism, counter-racist, see the ones that go against white supremacy as targets. They see us as the opposition. They see us as somebody that should not be there because you know why? They want to maintain the system of white supremacy. They want to maintain the system of white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? I'm going in, son. I'm going in, but it's true. They want to protect the system of white supremacy. So any little chance they get, they'll get their joint clock and go into in a, in a, in a spree. You know what I'm saying? They'll go up in a spree. And it's been proven. It's been proven. Dylan Roof, the, the dude from New Zealand, it's been proven. It's been proven. So yes, 
a father and, and, and by the way for the people who talk about where the good black men at where the good black fathers isn't this a perfect example of a good black father you know what i'm saying isn't this a perfect example isn't this a perfect example of of a man teaching his daughter the ways how a man should be you know what i'm saying i think it's a perfect example and i think it's something beneficial because now it's set a precedent you know i don't want to hear nobody talk about that girl who is 17 i believe 16 or 17 i believe who is 16 or something between there i don't want to hear nobody talk about that girl has no right having a gun because if that's the case then that means you should have felt that same way for Kyle Ritt. He was 17 with a gun. Yeah, but y'all got it, made excuses for that, right? Y'all made excuses for that. If y'all talk getting mad, saying that, oh man, they're, they're protecting the, the this and this and this and this and this and all this other stuff, and she's only a minor, y'all should feel the same way for Kyle Rittenhouse. And on top of that, where's Kyle Rittenhouse now? Him and his friends ain't out there. The, the people protecting the protesters are, they're strapped. It seems to me that these, uh, these white supremacists, they, they like soft targets and they only prey on the fact that these, uh, these individuals who they prey on are not armed like them, because if they were armed like them, none of this would have ever occurred. None of this would have ever happened. And I stand by it. I 1000% stand by it because I understand white supremacy. I'm pretty much an expert on this whole thing. I'm still learning a lot, but I'm pretty much an expert on this whole thing. That's what they look for. They look for soft targets. But for some reason, when that soft target has a, 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 a toddler sized gun, you know what I'm saying? It it looked like it looked like two six-year-olds, you know what I'm saying? Right next to them. When when they got all that, they don't got they, they ain't clocking that joint back, you know what I mean? Because guess what? We're gonna we're gonna definitely we're gonna do that back. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh uh think you know shorty's walking around here with a joint bigger than Bow Wow, you know what I'm saying? And you don't see them, you don't see them, you don't see them coming, coming out. And it's, it's a little weird. It kind of, it kind of goes against that whole supremacy of theirs, right? It goes against the, the whole, like, oh, it's our land as I was writing all this. other. kind of goes against that whole thing, right? You know what I mean? I thought y'all was big and bad. What's going on? You know what I mean? But it is what it is. Tell me what you guys think in the comments down below. Now, moving on to my next topic the white supremacist lawsuit oh my god so a judge awarded the family and some of the people who were involved in that massive uh hit and run by that white those white supremacists up in Char charlottesville the judge awarded them 25 million dollars good god Jesus Christ. And you you hear this and you're like, whoa, that's crazy. They gotta pay this Richard Spencer. And all, all them little, all them little, you know, 
uh, white supremacist. You know what I'm saying? The whole unite the right thing and all this other stuff, right? And right now they're copping pleads. And the thing is, these dummies, right? When you actually see some of the footage in the courtroom, these dummies literally thought, let's say this one more time. These dummies literally thought it was a good idea to represent themselves. Okay. They literally thought it was a good idea to represent themselves. And the majority of the court proceedings, there's a bunch of contradictions. There's a bunch of racist rhetoric and them saying, no, this is not racist. This is what I say. Obviously it's racist, right? Racist rhetoric, a bunch of anti-Semitic things. And they think that they're actually doing a good job. It's bit, if you guys see this, if you guys see the footage, it's like a couple of, couple of, I'm telling you, a couple of hours. Um, there's somebody on YouTube that mashed it all up together. It's actually kind of hilarious. These people look meffed out. They don't look right in the head. Majority of the, their facts that they're bringing in with no tangible evidence whatsoever is all conspiracy theories. Talking about um, one, one of the people that um, one of the people that were suing these white supremacists. These people were saying they're part of Antifa, which there's no cooperation for that whatsoever. Like they just said that and thought that they would just run with it. You know what I mean? That makes no sense. So that that didn't add up. And on top of that, there's just a bunch. Of, there was a bunch of bunch of contradiction throughout the whole thing. It was it was stupid and. I'm like, who the hell will allow something like this? At least have proper representation. But who the hell is going to represent somebody who thinks that almost everybody up in that um, protest, anti-protest, who were going and fighting against racism was, oh, no, this is this is not real. This is, oh, they were paid because people don't, because they don't think that people naturally don't want racists around. You, you you guys get it? It makes no sense. To them, they think that racism is okay, but they're getting paid in order to go to the anti- I understand. I understand manufactured opposition. I get it. I totally understand it. But when it's implied, implied in a situation like this, I don't think, I don't think people are just going to be like, well, you know what? I actually agree with the with the with the protesters. I actually agree with with the with the unite the right thing. But you know what? Um, because you're paying me so much, I'm gonna go against it. No, I, I believe that there was people. There, there's probably there were probably some manifest. I don't know, but they, that can be proven. But I bet you there was people that were like, no, this is some racist BS. I'm not gonna go for this. You y'all feel me? It's really weird. It's really weird. Some of some of the some of the arguments that these people were making, it just didn't even add up. It didn't even make sense. I'm like, I started to uh, look, take a step back, and I'm like, these are the people who who basically these are the people who is victimizing us. A bunch of dummy dummies. These are the people. 
these are the people that would skip me in the line to get more benefits and have me have some trickle down benefit you know what I'm saying? these are the people and these are the same ones complain first of all <laughs> i heard this um i heard this paul mooney joke one time and i've i've always repeated it shout out to paul mooney and mind you part of the arguments in the, that courtroom was i'm poor I can't be a racist because I'm poor. The system is against me and all this other stuff, right? And I'm, I'm going to make a definitely, I'm going to make an episode on that. Um, but let me just focus on this. And I started laughing because there was a Paul Mooney joke. And he said, he doesn't give money to homeless white people. He actually cries when he sees homeless white people. And like the crowd goes like, why, why are you, what? That makes no sense. Why are you cry? He's like, he's like, because I see them and I think what a waste of white skin. God, you know what I'm saying? He could have done everything. He could have done everything, everything. Well, I'm going to give myself a little, I mean, give myself a little laugh. He could have got himself so many benefits. He got himself so many privileges and all of that and he still is broken but what his ancestors must be turning in their graves right now talking about yo we beat these little brownies these little black folks and all that other stuff for you to be broke what you know what i'm saying i'm telling you and it's true i to be honest i don't give money to the the homeless white folks they can get out of that situation anytime they want i'm gonna keep it real that's true Homeless white folks can get out of that situation anytime they want. Let's stop. I've, I'm not even going to, I said stories about it before, but, but yeah, uh, tell me what you guys think about that lawsuit. It's insane. You know, um, I, I heard Richard Spencer is, uh, is basically yelling, saying that that's not true. I don't get no benefits. I don't get this. I don't get that. And all this other stuff. Tell me what y'all think, um, in the comments down below now. Moving on to our final, final, final topic. Um, I want to break down more history of black and brown unity. All right. I want to just give you guys an historical centerpiece of black and brown unity. Right. So ever since I started this whole black and brown unity campaign, talking points and all this other stuff, a lot of people have been very critical of me and pointed out certain aspects of the black community saying well this is the people that you want to defend and all this other stuff like those one small individuals represent the black community the same way how black folks say we shouldn't unite with y'all and they point out at one or two latin folk that don't represent the whole community right so i wanted to go to some historical facts about it and so we could you know uh no so we can learn together right um everything you guys could verify and um go and and, and figure it out you know, right so in the in the in the beginning i want to go back during slavery mexico mexico right was a safe haven which is a bunch of latin folks was a safe haven for slave runaway slaves 
and it was under the direction of the black president up in there but a bunch of but you know a bunch of, of mexicans were in favor of it because they were being uh, systematically victimized by the same people that were enslaving black folk you know so they were in favor of it they were like yeah we're not gonna take this and yeah if you're if you're black and you are a slave come to mexico and we'll protect you there was a unity there there was actually a big brotherhood there when people fought in, in, in within those times it was latin folks and black folks fighting together against white supremacists against the spanish that's basically the yeah the spanish so and, and the thing is that i find it funny because of this history how some mexicans you know will go and play on some racist racism thinking that that that's cool you're a disappointment to your own ancestors who wouldn't be down with that. You know what I'm saying? Your ancestors will be turning in their graves. It, you know, just knowing that. Because they they fought in order to end racism and you're just promoting it. You know, it is what it is. But um just don't get the thing is a lot of Latin people fall for the trap. Of small benefits that white supremacy gives us in order to harm black folk. We've, uh, we uh, we fall into that small little trap, but we got to remember that we're still in the in the subjugation of white supremacy, so we can't just thinking that we're better than somebody else. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, um, even the um the Seminoles were known to be up in Mexico, and Mexico was protecting the Seminoles, and the Seminoles were protecting Mexico. In within the within the in the border la frontera you know what i mean but mexico was pretty much a freedom was a land of freedom for colored people a bunch of black slaves went in there and mexico protected them. that is one example now let's fast forward to the 60s right arturo chamber who is a puerto rican and the person who basically laid the foundation for all the black leaders that were very prominent within history. A Latino did that. A Latino. I'm not gonna sit here and say Afro-Latino. I'm gonna say Latino. And by the way, the people just be like, well, Latinos could be what? No, 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 I don't, I don't add white. I don't add, add Anglo into the whole Latino thing. They're Anglo, they're white, they're their own thing. It is what it is. When I say Latinos, I'm talking about black and brown. That's it. Let's move forward. So, a Latino did this. A Latino is the reason why there's so many, you know, this woke movement, this, this open your third eye brother movement. A Latino did that. Arturo Schomburg is a Puerto Re was a Puerto Rican who founded the Arturo, the Schomburg, I'm sorry, the Schomburg Library up in Harlem. A Latino did that. A Latino was the foundation for all these other movements out here. You know what I'm saying? All these little woke movements, all the Sinetas and the Brother Polites and the, you know, Umar Johnson. They wouldn't be there if it wasn't for a Latino. To actually get historical African evidence, to get African artifacts and put them together in a digestible form in a place where you could find everything that you need that's powerful that's powerful right there 
That's powerful right there. And the Schomburg Library doesn't only go to just African history, it also goes to native history. That's powerful. A Latino did that. A Latino did that. So when we see folks out here talking about what have a Latino did for, for, for the community and all that other stuff, remind them. Well, you wouldn't weren't be wearing that dashiki talking about all that third out stuff if it wasn't for a Latino. You know what I'm saying? That we gotta keep it real. I'm not trying to boast. I'm just saying there's some people that be be a little extra. We just gotta be real. You know what I'm saying? We just gotta be real. Um, the second one is Fidel Castro. For those who don't know, Fidel Castro visited Malcolm X. You know, they came together. He, there's there were they even said that Fidel Castro walked them around. Like told him about guerrilla warfare, and that's the reason why he started moving a little militant or whatever. So he was opening his his third eye, you know, as some would say. And Fidel Castro also ended racism within Cuba, within um, that that country, and also he wanted Black Americans to come to Cuba and learn a doctorate for free. You know who stopped that? You guys want to, uh, you guys want to, want to guess who stopped that? America did. America made a, a, uh, a, a entry fee, basically like, oh, you're going to have to pass a test in order to go to Cuba for that, which makes no sense. You know what I'm saying? Cuba was literally giving black Americans, only black Americans a free college pass to become a doctor literally and america stopped that basically white supremacy basically stopped that whole thing you know what i'm saying another person that is very prominent in um black and brown unity is pedro albirso campos he's pretty much known as like the puerto rican malcolm x up in um puerto rico uh they there's no historical facts that they actually met. There's no historical records that they actually interacted with each other. But, um, you know, they pretty much were around in the same time. You know, pretty much died within the same year also, which is kind of weird. They both got assassinated within that same year. But Arturo Biso Campos, you know, he was a liberation from Puerto Rico. You know, he was a very prominent, prominent figure within the Puerto Rican movement and was also very close to Marcus Garvey. And also he was very prominent in the whole black and brown unity coming together. You know what I'm saying? The next one for black and brown unity is Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton made the Rainbow Coalition, meaning having whites and Latin people together in one one band I'm talking about, you know, and having the Rainbow Coalition, um, which a black and Latin people were already together. You know, it was the Young Lords in Chicago, Fred Hampton, the Black Panthers in Chicago. There was Latin members in the Black Panthers. There was black members in the Young Lords. So they were pretty much already together. The only thing is they didn't officially on paper like, unite, unite, unite. You know what I'm saying? The way it, it, it was supposed to be down. So. That right there is an example of black and brown unity. Because of that, 
they actually started doing things for the community. They started feeding the community, cleaning the community. They started to actually rehabilitate the community. They started to actually get people from poverty and get them back in the economic standing. That's what the Rainbow Coalition did with the help of Fred Hampton. Another example of black and brown unity. Another example of black and brown unity is the Black Panthers and the Young Lords. Pretty much they're synonymous and they're pretty much the same. They pretty much did the same thing. The only thing is the Young Lords pretty much was a very short-lived organization compared to the Black Panthers, but their members pretty much mixed and matched. They also gave free lunch to people, black and brown people. They gave free education to people, black and brown people. They helped clean up the communities, black and brown communities. They actually also gave jobs to the communities, black and brown communities. This is what an, another example of black and brown unity is. The uh, Black Panthers of the Young Lord. You know what I'm saying? And the last example, which is my favorite, by the way, it's my absolute favorite, by the way, Carlos Cooks. I know a lot of people don't know who Carlos Cooks is, but let me just break it down. Carlos, Carlos Cooks is a radical, radical, more radical than Garvey because he was a lieutenant for Marcus Garvey. He was more radical than Garvey to the point that Garvey had to get him out and not make him attend certain speaking arrangements because he was that radical. Carlos Cooks is a, was a Dominican who was part of the black nationalist movement. And this is my favorite part. Carlos Cooks was the key instrumental figure that point by black. He is the one, a uh, Dominican Latino is the main reason and the one who coined that term by black. You know what I'm saying? He was a very big instrumental figure into inspiring Malcolm X, helped Malcolm X out. Also, he was a huge, huge, huge figure within the Harlem Renaissance era. He, he orchestrated a bunch of, you, you know, united, united uh, efforts to help out the community. And he was extremely, extremely, extremely militant. I don't, for well, God knows, I have no idea why he's left out of history, but this is a very good example of black and brown unity. I'm telling you, there's pictures of this brother and you see the militancy coming out of him. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's actually it's actually pretty nice to see. You know what I mean? Carlos Cooks, the Dominican brother, shout out to him. He's the one that coined by black, which is actually pretty pretty impressive. I, I wasn't even aware of that. But anyway, that's pretty much the end of this episode. I know it's a very short episode. Uh, I wanted to give it to you guys, uh, you know, so you guys could, could, could go back into the week and, you know, uh, start working again. And hopefully it's not that bad until the next, uh, until the, the next, uh, you know, vacation day or whatever. But remember, um, around December, um, the two weeks of December, I'm not going to be putting out a new episode. So remember that it's, uh, it's going to be, 
just filler episodes, you know, just episodes of, uh, you know, interviews and stuff until I come back for the New Year's and that's when you'll get new, new stuff. You know what I mean? But with that being said, um, remember guys, like, share, subscribe, share it to your friends, give it to them, give it to your baby moms, give it to your enemies, you know, let them get woke all, let's get all woke together. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, um, also, uh, you know, rate me five stars on the podcast section of the app and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the same name, Radical underscore Latino underscore. If you want to donate, cash app, dollar sign, Radical Latino, or go to my website, RadicalLatino.com and donate to your boy. So I'm going to leave you guys with my two favorite quotes. I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. And if black and brown unity doesn't happen within my lifetime, I might not change the world, but I might inspire the mind that will. With that being said, I'm going to catch y'all in. Peace.